I want to welcome you to the Quality Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, David Friend. We're in a series dealing with success, prosperity, and abundant living. Today's podcast is entitled, How Spiritual Prosperity Brings Financial Prosperity. We'll be discovering the keys to spiritual prosperity. Let's look at several scriptures designed to keep us seeking spirituality in our life. We'll look at several scriptures designed to keep us seeking spiritual issues first in our life. This podcast will explain why spiritual prosperity must come before financial prosperity. And we're going to talk about how do we keep focused on spiritual prosperity or spiritual growth when we are experiencing financial success, prosperity, and abundance in our life. But before we get into that, let's pray and ask the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us in this podcast today. Heavenly Father, I thank you once again for another opportunity to bring your word to other people that they might listen and gain from it as I have each and every year that I've lived as a Christian. Whenever I open up your word, something amazing happens and I receive something special from you. So I pray as we read these scriptures today, as we talk about the issues of spiritual prosperity and financial prosperity that you would guide and direct us. I ask the Holy Spirit now to come in and take complete control. I surrender to him. I ask for his leading, his guidance, his direction in all that we do. And I pray that those who are listening in today, Father, would receive something very special in their quest, Father God, to prosper in all things, even as their soul prospers, Father. I know they have a desire for spiritual prosperity, otherwise they wouldn't be listening to this, and that they have a desire for financial prosperity. So once again, I pray for your guidance, your direction, your leading, and I'll give you all the praise, Lord, for what's about to take place. For I ask these things now in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Before I get too far into this podcast, I want to thank you for listening. For those who are listening in today, I pray God's blessing would be upon you. And I want to let you know that every week I receive feedback from those who follow the Quality Christian Living podcast. If you would like to contact me about these podcasts or have any topics that you'd like to hear us discuss, then just simply let me know by sending me an email. And if you do that, I'll be happy to respond to you, and we want to be led by the Spirit as we go, but I also want to be sure that we reach out and speak on the topics and subjects that people are in need of. I'll thank you for that. Now, my goal in bringing these podcasts is to help us live a quality Christian life. That's a good life. That's an abundant life. And also for us to prosper in all the things we do, even as our soul prospers. Now, that's scriptural. Let me move on here. With all of that said, let's address today's topic, how spiritual prosperity brings financial prosperity. Let me give you a word of caution, though, in reference to financial prosperity. It's a very important word. There's only three words that I really want to say very, very strongly right now when it comes to financial prosperity. Never seek it. Please listen to that. If you seek financial blessing, financial prosperity, without seeking God first, God's not going to bless it. He's not obligated to bless it. He doesn't have to bless it. His word tells us that we should seek him first. And that's what we must do. Never seek it or the financial blessing, but always seek God first. Don't ever seek the other because it can lead you astray. Please listen to that. I've counseled so many people when I was a banker and counseled through biblical teaching, through people in my office as a pastor for 20 years. And I have seen so many families fall apart when they're pushing and pushing and seeking financial gain. Now, we must always seek spiritual guidance in anything we do. That's so important. You might want to go back and listen to that a little bit, but I think I've stressed it enough. Now, in my personal experiences, the Lord held back financial blessings until I was spiritually prepared to handle it. 
Let me give you that, tell you how that story, how that really worked. Before I became a Christian, I was focused on getting rich. Really, I wanted to be well off financially. And my goal was just simply to make money, make money, make money. It was wonderful to be married and we had children. But I got to be honest, I did not put them right in my life. And I did not focus on the right priorities in my life. And thankfully, I became a Christian before too long, before too many years went by. And it changed everything. Looking back, I'm thankful for financial wealth that was withheld from me because I was not prepared for it. And remember now, my bank banking background put me in connection with a lot of wealthy people, a lot of opportunities. Then as a real estate developer, the same thing happened. But way before we became real estate developers, I became a Christian. And when my wife and I gave our hearts to Jesus Christ, we wanted to be sure that we didn't do anything that wasn't pleasing unto the Lord. Did we make mistakes? Of course we did. But did we have a lot of successes? Yes, we did. And we were blessed in many, many ways in our life. Now, as a former banker and pastor, I had contact with many individuals who received financial success and their marriages and families were negatively impacted. Now, you may think, well, why is that? That's in a church. That shouldn't happen. But no, it happens in church people and non-church people that when finances start rolling in, people have a problem with it. I financed a number of very successful athletes and they made a lot of money in their day and many of those people almost every one of them when they received a big bunch of money it messed up their life in one way or another and I had people who were making millions of dollars a year and that was many many years ago and all of their endorsements and all those things that they were doing and that's that was wonderful that they had that but they were not spiritually sound and sadly at the time I wasn't a Christian either so I wasn't able to refer them to the Word of God and for getting help from the local church and from a good pastor to help them. Now, some people who were Christians in my church dropped out of church and stopped giving when they had great financial increase. They became distracted with things that financial increase brought them. Think about it. All of a sudden, they've got money to get a vacation home. All of a sudden, they've got money to get a boat. And you find them on Sunday, they're out on the lake. You find them living away from their home here because they can afford to do that and not attending church wherever they go. Now, I need to correct something here. Just be sure I'm very clear on this. I am not saying there's anything wrong with having a second home or having a boat or having some fun things to do, but they can never become more important to us than our relationship with our God. We can't drop out of church because we've got some financial wealth here and we feel we don't need church anymore. That'll come back and get us. There's no question about that. The Bible warns us in the proper use of financial blessing and gives us some great instruction and it's found in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 9. This is a powerful scripture that helps so many people when they're struggling with finances. Maybe they're struggling to try and get rich and it's not happening or maybe they are in a situation where all of a sudden they've had great promotions and make a lot of money and things are rolling for them and they can't understand why their family is starting to mess up and they're having problems with relatives and all those types of things. So listen to this scripture. It's found once again in 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 9. People who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. That scripture is just so important for us to understand, especially if we're struggling with the issues of finances in our life. We just want to make more money, want to make more money, and can't understand why it's not happening. We've just got our priorities, got to get our priorities in order, not seek the money, but seek God, and then he'll bring forth a blessing. 
That scripture says several things I think is important to kind of make a new another comment on. Those, it says people who long to be rich fall into temptation. Then it says that they're trapped. And, and many are fool, do foolish things and harmful have harmful desires. They, they crave money, it says, and it leads them into many sorrows. So my goodness, what better scripture could there be to people to help them and warn them that seeking just financial prosperity is dangerous. Now, this particular podcast has to do with how spiritual prosperity brings financial prosperity. So I'm going to tie that in in just a moment and talk about how we can stay spiritually strong even though we desire to have some financial blessings in our life, but there's nothing wrong with that. Now, these comments, they don't mean that everyone who has financial prosperity will turn their back on God. Not at all. I know a lot of very successful people who are wonderful Christians. They love the Lord. They put God first. They're in the house of God every time the doors are open. They're very faithful. They teach their family to grow in the Word of God and to, to be faithful to the house of God. As a matter of fact, if it wasn't for some people in the church who have been blessed financially to be able to help give to the church, to be able to build and expand and reach out, we really wouldn't be able to make as big an impact in our city, in this country, quite frankly, and around the world. So I thank God for those who have achieved, achieved financial success, and I'm more thankful that they keep it in proper balance and never forget to bless the kingdom of God. Now, financial prosperity is great as long as we don't violate of one scripture that's very important. It's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Now, throughout this series, from time to time, I'm going to read that scripture because it's so important and it points exactly to where we need to keep our mindset and our priorities set when we want spiritual prosperity and we want financial prosperity. So Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 in the New Living Translation, here's what it says. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he, that's God, will give you everything you need. So if we seek God first, that's the answer to spiritual prosperity brings financial prosperity. That as long as we put God first and we seek him first, all these other things will be taken care of in our life. Now let's look at several scriptures, I believe, that will keep us prospering spiritually. Keep us focused on that. Get our priorities in order and keep things straight. Oh, I wish I would have known these when I was an unsaved man and my priority or priorities were all messed up. But I thank God that at the age of 25, when I found Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, things changed and he gave me a whole new direction. Let me read Psalm 128, verse 1. How joyful are those who fear the Lord, all who follow his ways. Pretty simple, pretty direct, but think about that. We're filled with joy when we fear God. That means we love him, we respect him, we put him first, we understand our relationship with him. We've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. All that has to happen in order to understand what it is to have joy that comes really from the Lord. And it says all who follow his ways are joyful. So if we really want to understand how spiritual prosperity leads to financial prosperity, then we need to be joyful in the Lord. We need to fear his name and respect his name and follow his ways. All right, let's move on now to Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 11 in the New Living Translation. A hard worker has plenty of food. You know, we might want to just stop right there. There is no secret way to get rich overnight. Basically, it takes hard work. The people that I know who are successful financially worked hard. The people that I know who are successful in a spiritual sense in pastoring churches or ministries or evangelists, whatever, they're hard-working people. And they have followed this instruction found in Proverbs chapter 12, and verse 11. A hard worker has plenty of food. Say, but a person who chases fantasies 
has no sense. Well, that's that's pretty strong, but I like that. They're basically, they don't have their head turned around properly. I mean, that's a Midwestern way of saying that their their plans and their thoughts are, have no direction, no guidance, and no goals. Verse 12 says, Thieves are jealous of each other's loot. That means their possessions. But the godly are well-rooted and bear their own fruit. That means they work. They go out and they work and they earn what they have. You know, if if a Christian goes to work for someone, I think we should be the best employee for that person we're working for. We are held accountable. We're responsible to have a good reputation, to be a person who can work with people and be productive. And we go to work, when we go to work for another company, whether they're Christians or they're non-Christians, we ought to be the best person. I believe as a Christian that we should be there on time, even a little bit early, maybe even stay a tiny bit over just to show that you're not worrying about just cutting it off at the exact second. But basically, you should be the best employee in your company. I just believe that. I believe if we do that, then then God will bless that. And the owner of that business will look at you and they'll say, wow, I like that person and I want to do something with them. Now, I know they may take advantage of you and they may not pay you or compensate you the way you should be. But if that happens, you can always find something better. One thing about Christians, we should never be worried or fear that if we're going to go from one job to another, that we're going to be in, in trouble because God said that he'd provide for us. If we seek him first, then everything else in our life will be taken care of. Now, I know that's a little rosy sounding to some of you, but I believe it. And I think we've got to believe the word of God and trust God. And you wait and see. God will help you and protect you and help you in your job. But let's be a hard worker and let's produce good fruit and let's be productive to those we work for. All right, let's move on now to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse number 2. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Well, that's just another example of how we can have a scripture here that will keep us focused on growing spiritually, that we will prosper spiritually. That's what this is focusing on. This section of this teaching today has to do with how can we spiritual prosperity first that will lead us to financial prosperity in our life. Let me give you another scripture found in Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 1. Most of these are from the New Living Translation, but not all of them. It says here, choose a good reputation over great riches. Being held in high esteem is better than silver or gold. Another great example of of wanting to be blessed financially, but first, living a godly life, a right life. Choose a good reputation. I can tell you, I'd much rather have a good reputation than great finances because I know of people who've had great success financially, but their reputation is terrible. So we need to adhere to what the Word of God says so that we can grow spiritually and that will lead to financial blessings. Okay, now allow me to paraphrase a a story, powerful story we find in the Word of God. It has to do with Jesus and the rich man, all right? It's found in Luke chapter 18. So I'm not reading Luke 18, but I'm just paraphrasing it to just kind of give the story to you. See, Jesus met with this religious rich man. He told Jesus that he knew and followed all the commandments in God's word. And then he was he asked Jesus, he says, how do I get to heaven? I'm doing this other stuff, so am I okay? I'd like to know how I can get to heaven. Jesus told the rich man, you lack one thing. 
He says, sell all your possessions, give it to the poor, and follow me. What he was saying was, I want you to be willing to let go of all that stuff and make me more important in your life than your possessions. When the rich young man, by the way, he was also a religious man. So when this rich religious man heard this, he became sad, very sad, because he was extremely rich. Now the rich man walked away from Jesus. He turned his back on him because he realized that he had to give up his possessions in order to serve Jesus. Then Jesus said this to his disciples. I'm sure they were there to understand exactly what was going on. Jesus said how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Now sadly, the rich man chose his money over Jesus. And I think this story that's so wonderful about it is that Jesus is saying finances can distract your walk with God. And he's saying to us, if you're rich, that's fine, but just share what you have with others and commit them to me and I will direct you and I'll help you. That doesn't mean that every person in the in the world now who's got a lot of money and have a lot of possessions need to sell everything they've got, get rid of it, and just basically live as a pauper in order to follow Jesus. I don't believe that's what Jesus is saying at all. But this is a very powerful parable. It's one that demonstrates the fact that it's difficult when we get financial focus as the number one thing in our life and we lose our spiritual focus. Now, I believe that this is a good time to address the question, how can we stay focused on spiritual prosperity when we have experienced financial success, prosperity, and abundance? Well, here are my thoughts, you know, backed up by the Word of God. First of all, when we experience spiritual prosperity, we will keep our eyes on the source of all prosperity. What that means is if we are prospering spiritually and then we go into financial prosperity, we will still have spiritual prosperity guiding and leading our decisions. That will be our first choice and that's Jesus and that's being led by the Holy Spirit. We're not allowing our possessions to direct us in a way that's contrary to God's word, contrary to God's will, and contrary to the kingdom of God. All right, in James 1.17, in the New International Version, it tells us this, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. That simply means that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when he blesses you, he has a plan and he won't change his plans. He won't move around. God is the same, remember, and God has a plan for us, but he wants to bless us and he won't change the the rules, if you will, on how we can be blessed as long as we keep growing spiritually. Now, because God provides everything good and he never changes, he will continue to be good to his followers. Now, the second reason that we can stay focused on spiritual prosperity is found in the book of Psalms, chapter 37, verse 4 in the New Living Translation. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, that's one that's used a lot in the church. I've heard it preached many, many times. I've used it many, many times. And it sometimes is misunderstood by people. You see, delighting in the Lord keeps our eyes on Jesus and not the distractions of financial increase. The desires of our heart must be what God desires for us. Let me read that scripture again. Psalm 37 verse 4, take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Now, it's not, the scripture doesn't go this way. God will give you whatever you want. It doesn't go like this. God will give you your, your desires of your heart. With, without the first part, take delight in the Lord, then there's no re- reason to even read the second part of that scripture. Because what that means is our desires must be God's desires. 
Our wants must be God's wants for us. Our needs must be what God knows that we need. When those come together, we will experience spiritual prosperity. That spiritual prosperity will lead to financial prosperity in our life because our, let me use a word that maybe doesn't make much sense to you, our wanter, what we want, I know wanter is not a word, but our desires, our wanter, if you will, will want the right things if we delight ourselves in the Lord. Now let me define spiritual prosperity. Here's my definition of it. First, it's trusting in God. It's living according to His will. It's praying and reading His Word daily. All that is spiritual growth. So spiritual prosperity means that we're gaining and increasing our wealth of spiritual knowledge, our wealth of being led by the Holy Spirit. It means that we are seeking the Holy Spirit daily. It means that whatever we do, we want God's will to be first. Whatever decision we make, we won't make the decision unless we seek God first. If we seek God first, then we've got his attention. If we put his word first, then God will listen to us. But if we just run around making decisions and doing this and doing that and and charging up big bills and buying things and doing these crazy things and thinking that maybe somehow because we grew spiritually a little bit that now we can go crazy financially, we're going to be saddened by that. There's a lot of people that I've counseled over the years biblically and showed them that, that hasty, you know, decisions bring poverty, but steady plotting, consistent planning, and those good things, they bring prosperity. A lot of people come to me and they say, Pastor, you know, we were doing so well in our business and whatever, and so we bought a house and we did this and we did that, and we kind of increased our expenses, and now we're kind of in trouble financially. And they'll look at me and they'll say, how do we get out of this? Well, I like to look at them and say, yeah, well, it it didn't happen overnight, so it's probably not going to clear up overnight. And I said, let me lead you in a prayer I call the bail me out prayer. That's where we go to God and we ask him to help us with all the dumb things that we've done, the mistakes that we've done. Now, we've all done it, myself included, but the bail me out prayer should never happen to Christians who are growing spiritually. So spiritual prosperity is the goal that we have first, and that will lead to making good decisions, which will help us financially. And the reason I say that spiritual prosperity leads to financial prosperity is that when we're spiritually sound and we delight ourselves in the Lord first and that we seek him first and his righteousness before we do anything else, we do all that, then God's going to help us to make the right decisions that will bless us financially in our life. We'll, we'll save, we'll tithe to the church, we'll give of what we have and help ourselves and our others, we'll save some of what we make, give some of what we make to the Lord, and live on the rest, and we'll live within our means. And those are all spiritual things that will help us grow financially. I'm not saying that spiritual prosperity will instantly overnight make you filthy rich. Let me kind of wrap this up and kind of give you a quick summary. In the early part of this, I said that there's one thing about prosperity that we need to kind of guard our hearts with. And I gave you three words. And those three words were what? Can you think of them? I said, never seek it or never seek prosperity. And the reason I said that is, is because we've got ourselves all messed up. We've got what we call the cart before the horse. You know, the horse is supposed to draw the cart. The cart doesn't push the horse. And so when it comes to financial prosperity, we must not seek it. We must seek God first. We must seek spiritual prosperity first. If you use my example of the cart and the horse, let's say that that spiritual 
growth or spiritual prosperity is the horse and it's pulling us along and that the financial prosperity is the wagon. And so it's the Spirit of God helping us and drawing us and directing us. But the wagon has to stay behind the lead. The wagon has to be behind the horse. So our spiritual prosperity will direct and pull our focus in the right direction so we can experience financial prosperity. Well, I hope that was a good example. I kind of liked it. So let me just pray for you as I wrap up this podcast. Father, I thank you for this opportunity I've had. I've really enjoyed, Lord, speaking this particular podcast to people. I've shared a lot of things I've shared in biblical teachings, in counseling issues, and seminars that I've done. And Lord, it has been so helpful. So I pray that it would bless those who've listened in today. And I pray that you would prosper them in all things, Lord, that you would bless them in all things, Father. And they would understand, Father God, that all those would understand that first seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added to us, Father. That's the order that is that sums up this teaching today. And I pray that everyone will receive it, Father. They'll adhere to it, Father, embrace it, and put it into their heart and their mind. I pray, Father, blessings on those who are listening in. I know many of them need financial prosperity. I pray that you would put that on them. But first, Father, I pray that spiritual growth will take place. Thank you once again for this opportunity. Thank you for all those who's listened in. And I'll be careful now to give you the praise and the glory for what's taking place today. For I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, before I close this up, there's one type of prosperity that I didn't mention here, and that is knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you're listening in and you don't know him, you've never committed your life to him, before you turn this podcast off, I just want you to pray this little prayer with me and commit your life to Christ. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for the sins I've committed. I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I want to prosper, but I need spiritual prosperity first. So I repent and ask for forgiveness. And I promise, Father, as you forgive me, that I will serve you all the days of my life. The Bible says that if we come to you, Father, you'll never turn your back on us. So, Father, I thank you for that. And I receive you this day as my Lord and Savior. And I promise that I'll do all that I can to serve you every day of my life. For I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I just had to get that in there. And when you talk about spiritual prosperity, that's it. That's where it begins is when we make a commitment to Jesus Christ and receive him as our Lord and Savior. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to find a good church. Find a good Bible preaching church that will help you and bless you. Be faithful to it. Get your Bible out. You might want to start reading in the book of Romans. It's a great book to read. It's one that I, is one of my absolute favorites. And it'll help you in your walk with God. Now, I hope that you've enjoyed this today. I've enjoyed doing it. And if you'd like to know more about quality Christian living, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get there, you'll see on that front page a link on the front of it to all my podcasts. This is the 247th podcast in my series, and these topics vary quite significantly. We've talked about veterans, helping veterans. We've talked about health. We've talked about prosperity. We've talked about faith and healings and miracles and the gifts of the Spirit and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit and how to operate a business and how to get out of debt. Just a whole plethora of topics that'll be of help to you and I hope that you'll enjoy them. And on that same webpage, you can scroll down a little bit and see a few books that I've written. I won't take time to go into those right now, but I hope that they'll be a blessing to you and I hope that you'll receive them. Now, our next podcast coming up is entitled, How and Why We Prosper and Succeed. That's going to be interesting because we want to know the how and the why because we we obviously want to prosper spiritually and we want to prosper financially and there's nothing wrong with that as long as the first part of that is in order, is in proper order, right? 
So I want you to, to understand that. This particular teaching has, has been one that I've always enjoyed doing. I've spoken on it in many areas. I've written about it, and I just thank God for this opportunity. And we're going to continue it with this next podcast entitled, I'm going to repeat it, How and Why We Prosper and Succeed. That's going to be a fun one, and I want you to invite your friends and your family members and those that would have an interest in being a part of that particular podcast. So with that, I'm going to close out this podcast with these words for you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Until next time, may God richly bless you. May you experience spiritual prosperity and may you then receive the blessings of God in the area of finances and that you would have financial prosperity. I believe it's God's promise for all of us. Thank you once again for listening to Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. This has been podcast number 247. God bless you.